Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? Jamal Bowman pulled the fire alarm. You know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. He pulled it worse than Jeffrey Tobin on a Zoom call. You know what I'm talking about. But he pulled the fire alarm at low IQ. AOC was running for her life. She was fearing for her life. There's something to be said about the exits that are normally open in that building were suddenly closed. He, so he pulled the fire alarm. So I'm, I'm, what I. And what a terrible thing! He pulled the fire alarm. They should arrest him. They should take his mugshot, and it won't be as beautiful as my mugshot. You know, the people are calling it the Mona Lisa mugshot. It's a beautiful mugshot. This is the worst attack in the history of our country. He's attacked our democracy, a worse attack than Chris Christie on a box of Krispy Kreme. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Uh, Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Great to be with you all. I mean, you have to make fun of it because it's so ridiculous. You have to have some joy in this because it's so darn stupid. Poor Jeffrey Tubin. (laughs) Can you imagine being caught masturbating on a Zoom call? (laughs) With your coworkers. And then having your job given back to you and going back and pretending that you in any semblance were serious because everybody's looking at you that way. Thinking the same thing. Ew! They're thinking, where did he go in the last five minutes? Did he wash his hands? And ew! Right? I mean... You got you choose such bad representatives. I mean, yes, we have Lisa Murkowski and Mitt Romney. I'll give you that. They suck, right? We've got Brian Fitzpatrick. You have Jamal Bowman. Like, if we're going to do a give and go, I'm going to think we're we're winning. But unfortunately, we collectively lose because these you know yokels. Think that they're bigger than the news cycle. How about this? Hilarious. Redstate.com. Bowman sends out messaging points for Dems to defend him. But unfortunately, even those have a problem. Wait, wait, what? You know, when when you don't do anything wrong, when you legitimately, if you make a mistake and, and you say, I, that was on me, 100%, that was on me. You try to do it in the moment, right? Oh my gosh, I just pulled the fire alarm. I'm a total moron. My sincere apologies to everyone, everyone in this House of Representatives, to the Capitol Police, to wasting your time and making you feel nervous. I apologize. What can I do to make this better? That's what somebody who truly goofs does. They own it and then they grovel and they say, oh my, I'm so dumb. I, 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 I don't know what to say. You don't put out talking points. And then you don't call the GOP Nazis in the talking points. Oh, my heavens, let's go. It has been quite a saga. With Representative Jamal Bowman in the wake of him pulling the fire alarm in the Cannon building as Democrats were trying to delay a vote. Bowman is still trying to spin his actions from Saturday, admitted uh, 
It's, he said, yeah, it was me after he ran away to see if anybody would find out it was him. But he attributed it to confusion. I was so confused. Then he issued a formal statement that went over like a lead balloon. Then yesterday, he spoke to reporters saying he didn't know what the fuss was all about. He was just trying to get to a vote. Of course, nobody's buying it. Any of it. Because none of it explains why he pulled the fire alarm other than he needed to delay the vote. And I don't think it makes us conspiracy theorists here on the Wendy Bell radio program to believe he was probably put up to it. Nancy Pelosi probably said, look, this is what you've got to go do. Make it happen. We'll cover you on the flip side. Right? Because Democrats in that caucus do not think for themselves. They don't vote for themselves. They are placeholders of the puppeteer. They are a means to an end. These are not individuals who bring the best of their world, their experience, their gifts to Congress for the betterment of we the people. They are there simply to vote in a pre-described way. Period. It's what it is. Of course, nobody is buying any of this. So he puts out a talking points. Let's see. Hey, Earl. Earl, get in here. All right, here's what we're going to do. Nobody's buying the I was confused crap. I thought that was weak, but Nancy thought it would go over. Oh, well. All right, so here's what we got to do. Let's put together a list of things that all of you guys, when asked about it, even though you won't be because the media suck as much as we do, if you get asked by, about it, this is what you should say. I think this will be a great strategy, said nobody with any, any kind of integrity. So here we go. He's also asking Democrats to provide him cover for a potential crime. Not a good look. All right, let's check out the suggested talking points. <laughs> here we go. It is an extreme reach on the part of MAGA Republicans to assert that Representative Bowman intended to harm or destruct anyone or thing. The exact opposite is true. He was trying to do his job. How does that go? Does that work, anybody? This is the work of extreme MAGA Republicans. Somehow it's their fault that Bowman, like, fell, lunged into, got his fingers stuck, and ah, he pulled it. I don't know how that happened. Oh, that's a failure. How about this one? This is honestly verbatim what it says. Look, comma, If you've been in the Capitol complex on a weekend, you'd know there's only one or two ways to get in and out, and it causes confusion for staffers and members alike. But because of last-minute votes caused by Republican incompetence (laughs) and surprise bill drops, the not all the exits were staffed like usual, and the signage made it even more confusing. Boy, brevity is the soul of wit. This guy is brain dead. How about this one? Here's another talking point that Bowman suggests. His Democrat colleagues can drop on people who know he sucks, especially when you're in a rush after Republicans drop the bill text 15 minutes before the vote and the signage on the doors is unnecessarily confusing. No, that doesn't work either. How about this one? It's clear my colleague Congressman Bowman was simply rushing to the floor to cast his vote to prevent a shutdown and support working class families. Is there anything these people do that is authentic? No. No, it's not. It's a sales pitch. That's all they're doing. How about this one? House Republicans are obviously trying to distract from the fact they cannot govern and that they nearly shut down the federal government for no reason. Hmm. How about this one? 
I believe Congressman Bowman when he says this was an accident. <laughs> you have to write this out, Jamal. Gosh, you're such a klutz. I believe Congressman Bowman when he says this was an accident. Republicans need to instead focus their energy on the Nazi members of their party before anything else. You know, I'm not a member of Congress, but I'm going to go with that didn't work very well (laughs) because uh, the Nazi thing went over like a lead balloon. So he then tweets out, I just became aware that in our messaging guidance, this is Jamal Bowman, Bowman, there was inappropriate use of the term Nazi without my consent. I condemn the use of the word Nazi out of its precise definition. It is important to specify the term Nazi to refer to members of the Nazi party and to neo-Nazis. He's throwing a staffer under the bus. He's trying to say that some kid in his office, right? It's probably an unpaid intern. That's what he's going to try to tell you. It's just one of these, you know, we hired her from NYU or whatever, uh, from SUNY, whatever campus. And uh, she wrote this or he wrote this. I had no, are you out of your mind? Jamal Bowman called Republicans Nazis. What was extra funny about all of this effort by Bowman was that after the messaging went out, he had to issue that update that somebody had included inappropriate words that he didn't know. Right. So his staff is just willy-nilly sending out random things. Or once the backlash finally came in, he threw them under the bus. Well, you know what the answer is. At this point, we all are left scratching our heads thinking, what? What can he do next? What more of a, of a dirt bag can you be? Would you at least respect him for saying... I panicked. I panicked. And I stalled the the conversation and I and I interrupted the proceedings and that's wrong. And I will take whatever punishment is 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 I guess fit for me. It's embarrassing. I did it. That's what a that's what a reasonable responsible human being does. But when you're Letitia James, when you're deranged, When you hate the GOP because it's connected to Donald Trump, you don't, I don't think you can see straight. I I don't think you have good reasoning ability. And judging by his actions, you're certainly not of sound mind and body. He had to lie. Then he had to create talking points for his caucus to defend his lies. And then, of course, that probably went out to the media. Help us, won't you? This is kind of uncomfortable. A sort, of a sort of embarrassing. Help us run interference. These reindeer games are happening at the highest levels of our government while we have marauding gangs of international terrorists breaking into affluent homes in Michigan. We have crime through the roof in Chicago. We have a journalist shot dead in his home in Philadelphia. We have a member of Congress carjacked with guns pointed at his face in Washington, D.C. And we have Jamal Bowman 
a former school principal doing this? You get what you vote for, ladies and gentlemen. All right, don't go anywhere. When we come back, I want to take a look a little bit at Sam Bankman-Fried. Have you guys been following the former FTX guy? What's been going on in his case? Allegedly, Sam tried to buy off Donald Trump. Wait, what? Oh, this is this is Masterpiece Theater. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Do you guys ever just look around and think about how stupid all of this is? Joe Biden, there's no evidence, right? The cocaine baggie, we have no idea. I have no idea. The Dobbs decision, who how, who looked, who leaked that? There are only like 97 possible people. We have no, we have no idea. The pipe bombs, what? We have the most technology, the most advanced criminal forensic technology, right? It's in the nucleus of the federal government right there. I, we know I got, I got nothing. I have no idea. We waste millions of dollars and years of time investigating from the Mueller report and the Durham report. Meanwhile, we've got information now that Hunter Biden is involved in human trafficking by ordering prostitutes and flying them in and training them in. Here's your ticket, Amtrak, whoop, whoop, right? So we could have sex and go on drug binges with them. <laughs> and we want to be, we want to be told, of course. Nope, it's all good. There's no evidence. There's no proof. I do not know what you're talking about. Well, this is kind of an interesting idea here. Because there's this biographer who's been following Sam Bankman Freed around. So apparently this whiz kid guy who's the ultimate fraud who had billions of dollars in this crypto whatever thing he was working in, stole billions from people. They lost everything. The disgraced former CEO of FTX, this is your headline, apparently sought to pay President Donald Trump $5 billion dollars not to run for president again. This is according to Michael Lewis, a biographer. Now, Lewis clarified that he was not sure if the former FTX CEO, who'd been indicted for many alleged crimes surrounding the collapse of the FTX digital currency exchange, actually spoke to Trump or to Trump's team. But isn't that just, can you imagine thinking about even planning well, maybe we can buy them off. Ew, who does that, right? Well, apparently, a lot of highbrow people on the left. The number that was kicked around, biographer Lewis says, when I was talking to Sam about, his, about this whole idea, was $5 billion, he said. Sam wasn't sure that number came directly from Trump. Wait, What? The author of The Big Short became familiar with Bankman-Fried because of the collapse of FTX. His new book, Going Infinite, The Rise and Fall of a New Tycoon, is released today. It's coming out today. The biographer also noted that Bankman-Fried questioned if playing a politician to withdraw from a race was legal. I'm sure he was super, super worried about legality at this time, right? 
They were still having these conversations when FTX apparently blew up, the biographer says. Lewis said the alleged transaction never happened because Bankman Freed didn't have $5 billion. But that only shocks you if you don't know Sam, the biographer says. Bankman Freed, the second largest Democrat donor during the 2022 congressional midterm elections. Prosecutors said he used $100 million in stolen FTX deposits to fund those donations, basically to all sorts of Democrat candidates. He was essentially act blue. Bankman Freed's illicit politically driven handouts are among seven counts spanning wire fraud and conspiracy to commit money laundering that the former FTX CEO will face when his highly anticipated trial begins again today. Bankman Freed reportedly paid Super Bowl champion Tom Brady $55 million for a week's worth of work to represent FTX. I mean, but wait a minute. We're told the biggest criminal today, the scourge of criminality, the guy who thought he could get away with it all, was Donald Trump. You know, according to Letitia James, the guy who tore families apart. What's going on here? I mean, and I think this, the bigger question is, how do you blow it up? W- what do you do? There is some semblance of solace I have when I hear plans that Donald Trump talks about with regard to the FBI and the CIA, what he would do on day number one to, to carve out the scum. But what do you do when the entirety of Congress, save maybe 15 or 20 people, are on the tape? are part of this sordid plan. (laughs) What do you do? How do you fight back? How do you fix rigged elections? What's the strategy? Well, what you got to do is you got to get the the best candidates, of course, not the best box checkers. This this gal, Gavin Newsom, wants to take over for Dianne Feinstein. Man, she's a triple play of box checking. And Democrats in California are so mad. Oh, it's delicious. Buckle up. I've got it for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, I will admit out of the gates of this final segment that I'm biased. I am particularly biased. I live with six white men. That is my family unit. I don't believe my sons should get any more or less than anybody else, depending on their gender, their sexual orientation, whatever their sexual orientations are, about the the color of their skin. I don't think they should get preferential treatment for anything. They ought not be penalized, though. And that's the crazy world in which we live, where the meritocracy, those who earn, those who are achievers, those who are extraordinary, rise to the top. Instead, this socialist, communist, Marxist, progressivist view, let's water everybody down. Let's make everybody average, equal, mediocre, the mediocrity making of America, right? We'll we'll dissuade anybody from being an innovator or an entrepreneur or a big outside-the-box thinker. We'll just put everybody in the same cattle chute. They're easier to control. We want to eliminate them anyway. That is where we are. And how do we do that most effectively? Well, we've got to make sure that our public schools suck. And you know what? I feel for teachers out there. There are some really amazing educators 
who've dedicated their lives to oftentimes a thankless job, where often as well, teachers end up doing more of the jobs of parents Because yet again, in today's society, where the nuclear family is discouraged, where abortion is encouraged, where are young people getting their direction? It's not from church. Why would you want that? We've carved religion out of every aspect of our lives. So where do they find anything? Teachers are left holding the bag. How many teachers scramble to try to provide supplies and such for their students because their districts don't do it? How is that even possible? Do you guys know that the public school budget to, to, to educate our public school students is $820 billion a year? And with the CARES Act, with or, or whatever the Affordable Care, whatever it is, whatever the act was that crippled us financially and started This awful inflation because we don't have the money to give free money to everybody. And that's what they did. Right. And then they celebrated it. Woo! We're so great. The rest of us were like, what the hell are you doing? We can't afford that. Well, COVID gave our public schools billions more. Got to keep them safe. Right. So now we're spending, what, $30,000 per public school student to have kids not be able to read? Like, where's the outrage? Where is everybody? Maybe it's out there. I don't hear about it. But this story, I mean, this is why people who, who check boxes are able to fail upwards. Because everybody is failing at the base level. We stopped holding people accountable. We're going to say that showing your math is racist. You don't have to show your math. Just get the right... Just get the right number and you can, you can move along to the next grade. Let's stop teaching cursive. It just takes too much time. Who really needs it anyway? Everybody today just types or texts, right? Why would we need to learn how to do that? Reading? That's so last century. Until you get these results. Project Baltimore. Again, WBFF television. Doing the work of the State Department of Education in Maryland. Yet again, more Baltimore public schools are failing the students. But this is staggering. Project Baltimore has made more stunning findings after obtaining the unredacted state test scores for every school in Baltimore City. Now, wait a minute. Why would anybody have to redact test scores? Because they suck. Right? Why would Chris Ray have to redact that FD 2010-23? Because it's got information that sucks for Democrats and Joe Biden. You redact when you've got to hide stuff. Why would you ever want to redact test scores? Well, the test scores have not yet been released to the public. This was as this printing, but they have been now. But Project Baltimore has been analyzing them. And this is very interesting. So this reporter at this TV station has a beat, keeping an eye on the schools. Are they achieving? We're spending a hell of a lot of money. What are we getting for our investment? What are our property taxes going to? It's a lot of money. Do we have the best students? No. It appears that 13 Baltimore City high schools, not a single student who took the 2023 math exam in the spring, scored a proficient mark. Not. Not one. 
Zero. Zero. For our multilingual listeners. Not one in 13 Baltimore City high schools? Wait, that's crazy. But wait, beyond that, beyond that, in the top five rated high schools for math in Baltimore City, 11.4% of the students tested proficient. 11.4. 92 students. There are 92 students in Baltimore City schools in high school who can do math adequately at grade level. And because Project Baltimore got these, this spreadsheet, got this data set, they were able to compare it when the Department of Education put out the results for parents and the like to see. How did your school do? How did your students do? But in the place of the actual failing grades, they put a, an asterisk there. No, you're not allowed to see how bad it is. Data set incomplete. Why would you try to cover that up? Because it is systemic failure. It is endemic of, of the system. It's, it's not about getting the best people. It's not about raising a generation of, of thought leaders. It is about ruining America. How do you ruin America? You start with its kids. You start with its kids. So you got 92 students in Baltimore City High Schools who know how to do math. How are these people ever going to sign a contract? Hell, how are they going to get a job? How are they going to do their taxes? How are they going to understand the implications if, God forbid, they should ever be able to afford a home? Are they going to understand the mortgage documents? And then, then what happens to all these people? They're going to graduate. You're going to graduate these students. And then they're going to try to get into colleges. And, and because we've got this, this system now that rewards skin color and gender and sexual orientation and any other such nonsense that doesn't, that doesn't determine who you are inside, you think we're going to get the best medical students? You're going to get the finest ophthalmologists, spinal surgeons, how about people who build our roads and bridges? How the hell, if you can't do math, are you going to be able to find people to do those jobs? You're not. And that's the point. So I find it very interesting, this whole conversation about Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom hiring this woman or basically appointing this woman to take over for Senator Dianne Feinstein. She died. It's two days later. He puts, you know, he names this gal. All right. Is she extraordinary? What is she known for? Well, she's known for being black and female and gay. Same reason Corrine Jean-Pierre is there. She's black, female and gay. Does anybody out there think we have the finest press secretary ever? That she's the best they could come up with? No. No. But these things, these highly superficial things that you cannot control, are more important than actual merit. Really? Black Democrats furious at Gavin Newsom for not picking Barbara Lee. 
77-year-old Barbara Lee. We can get into a whole nother story about that. Barbara, pal, you know, God love your tenacity. But is it time for you to move along? Can we get some fresh ideas, some new blood? No, because you're a placeholder. We don't want you for your ideas. We don't care about your ideas. Several leading black Democrats criticizing Gavin Newsom for nominating LaFonza Butler of Maryland. And and how's that? (laughs) How's that? She doesn't even live in California. Oh, she has a house there. Oh, that's fantastic. Her residence, where she lives with her wife and daughter, is in Maryland. It's not California. So tell me again how LaFonza Butler is going to be the senator from California? Well, you know what? You don't need to worry about that. That's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. I I didn't mean to pull the fire alarm. I was confused. I was in a rush. Right? Butler has lived in California. She owns a home in the state, but she lives in Maryland. She must register to vote in the Golden State before becoming constitutionally eligible to replace Dianne Feinstein. So she's not even registered to vote in the state in which she's been hired, basically appointed to continue her failure upward. It wasn't enough for her to work with Kamala Harris in some capacity. Again, failure. Which of these people is not a failure? Which of their policies has not failed? Don't let Democrats, though, they're not upset about that. They just think Barbara Lee should have had the lock on it. Look, she had two of the boxes checked. Can we not reward her for her time in service? She's voted the exact way we've wanted. She's been a clone trooper since the beginning of her service. It's time that we allow her to continue her failure, to reach the pinnacle. Look at John Fetterman, right? That's what we got. We got John Fetterman. And they think that this gal is the best of the best they have for California. You know what? It's a beautiful state. I love California. I'm from California. I grew up in California. It's one of the most magical places to visit. It is extraordinary what there is to offer in California. You could not pay me anything to ever, ever live again in an area controlled by madness. You get what you vote for. And in Maryland, you get kids who don't understand basic math. You paid for it. Quick time out. We're back with the wrap up next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. You know, it's one thing to be a dirtbag. It's one thing to be deranged. It's one thing to break the law, to lie about the cover up to me is worse than the original offense. And unfortunately, people who are serial liars never understand that, right? And it's so unfortunate because there is an element of respect that comes when you admit that you've done something wrong. When you say, I did that, that's on me. There's, there's respect that comes from that because it feels almost insurmountable. How am I going to... How am I going to admit this? And then you do it and you own it and you begin the process of moving on. Covering it up always is a bad idea. Just ask 
the State Department of Education in Maryland. And I want to read this to you. Now being called a scandal and a cover-up. Calls for an investigation into the Maryland State Department of Education. After the agency changed the way it reports state test scores, hiding certain results from the public. How is this any different a story than what the military tried to do with all of its COVID data? So you have a couple million people in this closed population where the military keeps fantastic records of veterans, of of current military men and women, all branches of the military. And the medical records are really rather impressive until they weren't. Because people started realizing that there was a huge uptick in cancers, ovarian cancer, testicular cancer, Guillain-Barre, facial paralysis, i.e. Bell's palsy, turbo cancers, other problems, women in the military miscarrying through the roof issues after the COVID injections. And so what did the military do? Oh, we're going to cover that up. No, it was a a coding error. (laughs) It's really not what you think it was. It was just a glitch. Oh, we didn't mean to put that out on our Fulton County website before Donald Trump was really actually indicted. It, it was that was a that was an error. It was a, it was a glitch. Just say you suck. We suck. We're coming for you. At least then we know what we're dealing with. Instead of coming clean and saying that they have failed the students of Baltimore City and students across the state in January. The state uploaded a spreadsheet to its website containing detailed state test results. The ones I was just talking about, the math data. Project Baltimore downloaded that spreadsheet and they started to analyze the data. Well, somebody at the Department of Education realized that Project Baltimore got it. And they said, oh, snap. The results are abysmal because nobody knows how to do math for whatever reason. Whether it's because we've got teachers who are more interested in talking about sex and and pornography with students. I don't know. Whether it's because of administrators who aren't paying attention. Whether it's a breakdown of the American family and parents not paying attention and being involved in their children's education. Maybe it's all of the above. Whatever reason. Department of Education said, oh no, we cannot allow people to see this. So what they did, of course, as I just told you, they published a devastating report, Project Baltimore did, regarding 23 Baltimore City schools where no students were able to test proficient on the state math exam. And the story went viral. Well, the data remained off of the State Department of of Education website until a little while later, and then poof, The spreadsheet was uploaded to it. Project Baltimore printed it out. They did a before and after comparison. School by school by school by school shows how many students on a a scale of one to four tested proficient. Four being extraordinary, one being no. And in the schools where zero or a dearth of people were proficient, they put that little asterisk. There you go. The state hid the data from the public. 
Now, when Project Baltimore compared that to the new version, where most of the data had been replaced with the asterisks, nobody could see who was proficient and who was not. And then when they were asked about it, they pulled the same old excuse that you got in Fulton County, the same old excuse that the military gave us. Oh, we found an error. We're working to fix the error. It'll Once we do, we'll update all of this stuff. Look, you're failing our students. Progressivism is failing our cities. Joe Biden and his administration is failing our country. Letitia James is failing the men and women and children of New York. All of it by design the death by a thousand cuts to ultimately make us all even. Don't be extraordinary. Don't save, don't be responsible. Just walk into the cattle chute where it's nice and comfortable. So how do I say that to my son, who I spoke about at the beginning of the show? who's putting all of his eggs in the basket of a very elite university that he has every right to get into if for the fact the system wasn't rigged against him. How do you explain that life isn't fair because it ain't? Thanks for tuning in to the Wendy Bell Radio program. As always, we appreciate you so much. We'll see you same time, same place tomorrow. Peace.